shot first. Come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Oled and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. Hey, Connor. Hey, Andrew. Do you have like a favorite Star Wars idiom that you use? have a bad feeling about this <laughs> yeah that's pro- <laughs> truthfully that's probably mine but just earlier today I, I got to call out one that i don't use often enough which one was that that's two you owe me now junior <laughs> wait a minute is that from oh wait no that's a new hope right? no it's from empire really yeah after oh, han saves luke yeah that's two you owe me now oh okay yeah. i like that one yeah i think i feel i i feel like um uh, every time you know, I see a truck pull into work, especially like a you know big semi. It's gonna have a bunch of pallets for us. I'm usually just of the mind of we're doomed. You know, <laughs> so and I mean, I definitely feel I've had myself saying a bunch of Star Wars stuff, regardless. But yes, I mean, in other words, I mean, there's no better way to introduce this than Uta Puta. Everybody, hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. That was kind of melodic, I guess. My nice. name is Connor. I am Andrew. And we're here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even related to Star Wars on what is today our holiday special. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> I mean, I think the title of this episode is going to be Holiday Special, in parentheses, ugh. Yes. I mean, that's basically how I put it. But Or the other thing that I was already kind of toying with was the holiday special, so you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so to uh, emphasize what we're talking about today, not only are we celebrating, you know, some past, like, holiday stories and whatnot of our own, but we actually took the time out of our own lives to watch the Star Wars holiday special. Because why not? Yes. If you want to call yourself a Star Wars fan, I guess that you have to talk all things Star Wars. And with it being the season, yes. we have to talk the holiday special. The holiday special. special. Now, I mean, we're going to get into this real deep because we went, I mean, practically frame by frame and actually just wrote everything down. I made notes here. Andrew made notes there. We're just going to, we're going to tear this thing down from the top and just kind of tell you why you should, maybe should not watch this, how you should avoid it. I don't even know. You know, (laughs) if you want to put yourself through it, by all means, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I do genuinely believe that there's something like if you want to truly be a hardcore Star Wars fan, you should endure this at least once. Basically. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of how I'm putting it. It's just like, you want to know how big of a fan I am? I watched the holiday special, bro. (laughs) All the way through. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I did it in one sitting even. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't do it in one sitting. That was my fault. I I couldn't get to the last 20 minutes, but I still finished it for today so you guys didn't have to but before we get into that let's talk a little bit of recent star wars news not too much to cover this week no not a whole lot i mean i think i think we're kind of entering a quiet period before we probably get a whole bunch of news oh yeah um particularly like related to episode nine. Oh, for sure i mean i'm just gonna i'm gonna start with this real briefly because we were just talking about it that you know there is a lot of rumblings that we might get our first actual look at it Potentially before year's end. Yes. Uh, the claim that I've heard is uh, there was a, re- a reliable source online. Apparently, this guy, he's been you know right about his predictions more often than not. And his prediction is you should expect something both Episode 9 and Frozen 2, for that matter, for those fans out there. Woo! 
if not on Christmas, then before Christmas. So, you know, around that time, you never know. So before December 25th, or at least on December 25th, I mean, talk, talk about a Merry Christmas at that point. Yeah. You know, <laughs> otherwise, you know, we hopefully should just, you know, up the ante of the holiday season. I mean, everyone's already lost their collective butts over the Avengers trailer. Yes. Uh, and the Captain uh, Marvel trailer as well. Yes. Personally, I've lost my butt over the Godzilla trailer that came out just yesterday. <laughs> I didn't, I haven't actually watched that one yet. I mean, oh. I, I watched the original or, you know, like the first launch trailer, like from Comic-Con or wherever that came from. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I yeah. Mean, I'm, I'm not quite as into that kind of, the what is it? Kaiju? Kaiju. Yes. yes. Yeah, uh, see, that's how well I know. No, it you're all. good. No, listen, like for for the longest time, I know this is not a Star Wars topic, but I just I'll I'll finish off with this. But like, Rodan's always been my favorite kaiju in the Godzilla spectrum in the in the universe that is Godzilla, and he's finally making a you know a big comeback, and like he's he's like a super devil firebird, and it's like ah, you know, I get all <laughs> excited about it. And then there's Mothra and King Ghidorah and whatever, but you know, so I'm not gonna get technical on it because I can get nerdy on that on a whole other podcast if I wanted to but i'm here to talk star wars with you bro that's it so but yeah so we're hoping to see a little bit of trailer action before the end of the month and uh i mean just as much you know uh you know investment and excitement that went into the avengers trailer i'm hoping that it's the same thing for this one yeah and most likely we're gonna have to come back for at least a little you know episode before the end of the year to just talk shop about like a 20 second trailer if that yeah oh yeah well that's i mean i'm like hoping for that because you know because i think you know, we might both be in a position where, you know, the holidays are very hectic and like, I don't, you know, I don't know if we're going to get to another full length episode, but you know, but if we can have something where it's like, okay, we can spend 20 minutes dissecting this literally second by second, <laughs> one minute for one second. Yeah. yeah. Here's open. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a perfect way of putting it. I mean, so we, we, yeah, we talked about this before we got the mics going, like since this is JJ Abrams and I mean the production of this movie won't actually be done until February. Yes. Um, so there's a, you know, there's speculation on how they can actually cobble together a trailer before then. Now, if you remember back all the way to Christmas of, what was it? It was, it was 2013 or 14. I think it was 2014. Right. Yeah. And they dropped the teaser trailer for the force awakens then. Yes. At least a couple of those shots in that trailer never made it to the movie. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's obvious speculation where they could just be like, Oh, you know, just, make this up and go throw it here or there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that whole scene of Kylo, like walking through the snow, you didn't know it was him, but you just saw the lightsaber go crazy. That got analyzed to hell. Oh yeah. You know? So, I mean, I mean that, that kind of thing could happen again and you just see it. It's like, it's clearly, you know, Ray doing something or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember, I mean, I can remember reading like a, like a 10,000 word essay on like, because that was like the first time we saw the lightsaber, right? His lightsaber, yes, with like the cross guard, if you will. Yeah, and everyone losing their mind over. Yeah, it. and talking about like the the ramifications for that, or if it was even possible. It's also true. Yeah, I mean, technically, I guess if you want, if you want to get like hard and heavy on it, like his style of lightsaber is canon to the point where it's like it's in the Rebel show. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a scene where uh, Ezra actually finds one on the floor. With the cross guard and everything like that, but it's a Jedi's lightsaber. It's yeah. not unstable or anything like that. It's just a matter of like a, it's old that it barely flickers on and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But regardless, like <laughs> yeah, not not to <laughs> not to get too into the weeds, but like oh, yeah. I feel like that's going to be a very interesting thing, like with Ray. Yeah, um, she's know, gonna with, have to make her own. Yeah, she's going to. I mean, she's going to have to build her own. And like, there's a lot of people that are wondering. Like, I thought this was like clearly established in the movie, 
but I even actually literally just watched the last Jedi last week. Again, Fair enough. Yeah. And, uh, and I did not see this, but that it looks as though the Kyber crystal itself is cracked when the lightsaber, when Luke's lightsaber explodes. It would make sense. Cause I mean, if you think about it, it's just a big white flash. Like the, there's so much energy coursing through the crystal itself mm-hmm. that it would just completely shatter in the middle. Yeah. Like that would make sense of why it would blast both of them back together. Cause right. the whole idea of a lightsaber is it's focused energy. So, yes. you know, that energy has to go somewhere and it's being pulled in both directions without it actually activating to exhaust said energy. So mm-hmm. what the heck? I mean, that, that kind of thing is believable, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, there could be a thing where maybe she ends up on Ilum or, you yeah. know, even like uh, the cratered remain of Jeddah after all these years to find another Kyber crystal or yeah. something like I that. I could definitely see Jeddah. Like, yeah. I, I just feel like, Disney is like, we have something with Jetta. Like even, I mean, they even dedicated a whole like comic arc to that. Did you read that? I have not read it yet. It's like the next one up for me. That's like how far back I am on the comics. Well, I, I actually did just read it. Like the ashes of Jetta. Uh Yeah. So, I mean, I I won't, I won't spoil anything for you, but yeah, they, they do go back to Jetta at some point. And it's Mm -hmm. interesting to see what is all around there. Cause it was always like kind of, you know, played off as a very force heavy, atmosphere like obviously a lot of pilgrims come there to study the force and whatnot so but again i, I won't ruin it for you i'll let I'm, you jump into it we'll, we'll we'll get back to it i'm going to continue to sidetrack us one more time <laughs> okay <laughs> have you ever heard the conspiracy theory that star killer base was the planet ilum <gasps> no yeah Wait. that's actually uh is his name his name matt the guy who does star wars explained I've actually heard him say that before. Oh, yeah. I actually don't know his name, but you're right. I have seen one of his videos that do explain that. Yeah. It, it, his pla- yeah, because... I mean, he you, touts it as, like, a theory. Well, that would make some sense because, I mean, at least Ilum in the episode that involved the young Jedi, I mean, it revolved, it revolved around the idea that if you don't get out in time, the walls will literally freeze behind you and you will be stuck in this cave. And, you know... And it's a nice planet, so I mean, what the heck? To the point where they're also like they're 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 carving out like the center of the planet and like boring into the core itself. So maybe mm-hmm. that makes it even more extremely cold. Yeah. They have to use the kyber that's within the core maybe to you know amplify the weapon or what have right. you to make so, it literally go like you know across the entire galaxy. Basically, there is a <laughs> there is a way that they describe it, and I can't think of it. They describe it in the book of how the weapon works. It's not hyperspace, but it's like super hyperspace for lack of a better term <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah and it so, like passes through all of the different relays and yes and that's yeah it's i mean ridiculous. i know it's like, like i i believe that it's a little bit better than they actually portray it in the movie but that yeah. was like honestly probably my least favorite part of the entire the uh, fact that it, force it, awakens movie. it was a it was a five shot kill yes <laughs> yeah it's that's like, just amazing how did they take out the entire new republic that way it, how did they know they would need five laser beams? That's yeah. <laughs> and they'd never tested it before. That's the other thing. Like and the way that all right, look, we're getting sidetracked. We're really getting sidetracked. <laughs> and this is already gonna be a monster of an episode. Right. All right. So to, I mean to get on to everything else, let's just let's just stick with the current news. So we talked that there might be a trailer. And we'll just leave it at that, because there's a bunch of set photos and everything as well. So, you know, we'll keep an eye out for that as well. Yes. Theories that they might be going back to, you know, sandy planets one one way or the other. Maybe it's Jeddah. Maybe it's Jakku. Maybe it's Tatooine. Regardless. Yes. Uh, another bit of news that they have revolving anything live action is apparently there's one more new casting for The Mandalorian, which is Nick Nolte. Yeah. And he is cast in a, uh, a secret role. 
uh, which <laughs> they're I mean, all secret rules. They're all so, they're all secret rules at this point. But I have no idea how we would play off a you know a character like Nick Nolte because I mean I feel like he would just kind of be a you know for lack of a better Star Wars idiom, if you will, a scruffy looking nerf herder. You know, especially with his last rule, I just looked up a picture of him today, and he's got like the the white grizzled hair and the big beard and everything like that. So yeah. he could be some kind of junker or you know crime boss or what have you. Yeah. So I mean, there's possibilities, but I mean, it's it's exciting to know that the cast is growing. Yes. And you know, this is just another person that they confirmed that just makes the whole Mandalorian experience that much more real. Yes. Yeah. So. That like we're that much closer to it, we're that much further along. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what happens with it, and then. Like I said, there's set photos with that as well, but we'll leave that for another time when we get a little bit more information. The biggest quick news that we have, the one that I think you and I are both the most excited about. Yes. <laughs> more Thrawn news. <laughs> more Thrawn news. Thrawn is back, baby. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, we cannot go a single episode, maybe one episode, but regardless, we cannot go one episode without talking about Thrawn with good reason this time, though. Yes. They are literally coming out with a new book. Yep. It was actually launching maybe like in summer or something. If that's the case, then I would believe it. But I, I, I maybe it's more along the lines of just, you know, wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, with some of their pro, like their production with the books, it's like they'll announce it maybe six months in advance. Uh, that's also true. Yeah, I mean, this was also just a surprise announcement in general. Well, it was. And it was like, it was almost a news drop, like just a like news drop into the wasteland. Cause it happened on like Friday afternoon. Yeah. No one was expecting it. And I yeah. think, I, I mean, I, I think I found the article and just like texted it right to you. And I was like, yeah. Oh boy. You yeah. know, to take an Arthur idiom there. I like your word idiom. I think I'm just going to keep using it. So f- forgive me. Cause I really just, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Go for it. You do a, you. <laughs> I'm going to abuse the hell out of it. But anyways, um, but yeah, it's uh the title of the book is Thrawn treason. Yeah. And uh, you know, it is also by Timothy Zahn, so he's got a whole new trilogy back out. Yes. And this is supposed to take place, um, I have to double check this, but it's supposed to take place prior to or just after season four. You know, And I think it's the same thing for Thrawn Alliance, the book previous to this, it takes place just after season three. Right. Um, and then the, the whole idea behind it is... Uh, you know, he's upset that, uh, what is it, Palpatine's going ahead with Director Krennic's secret project, which happens to be the Death Star, the Death Star. instead of his uh, TIE Defender program, and his protege, Eli Vanto, comes out of the, you know, back from the Chis, uh, uh, Ascendancy with a warning that something's going on, and now you have to test his loyalty. Is he loyal to Palpatine, or is he loyal to the Chiss? So, <clears throat> I'm mostly excited because... We, we would hopefully get to see more about the Chiss in this one, understand more of their culture, maybe even more of the unknown region, you know, and the idea of going up against Palpatine, would that make him a rebel? I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm rambling on this. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I'm way, I'm way out to lunch on this because I don't know what it is about Thrawn that just makes me immediately like completely lose my cool about it. <laughs> But, I mean, it's like, okay, so there's trouble in the Unknown Regions. I mean, the and who do we know that's from the Unknown Regions? Thrawn, of course. Well, Thrawn, but who else do we know is from the Unknown Regions? Oh, God, yeah, sorry. Um, the, uh, don't say it, I know it. Uh, the, uh, the, all right, say it. I can't Snoke? Think of it. Oh, Snoke, yeah. All right, I was honestly going to say the Yuzon Vong. No, no. That's close enough. Uh, yeah. Not, not really, but, but anyways, Yeah, Snoke. so, I mean, I'm just wondering if, 
you know, wow. I, I'm starting to believe that we're setting up this storyline where similar to like the hand of Thrawn story, um, that kind of foreshadows the Yuuzhan Vong and right. that that's why Thrawn did what he did in the first place. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to believe that, you know, this current Thrawn trilogy is establishing Snoke as that type of figure. I never thought of it that way. That's yeah. actually, that's pretty clever on their And that's part. why, and that's why if it's coming out this summer, I probably should have like put a potential spoilers warning on this. Cause this is like, I mean, I'm probably totally wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, you never know. But, uh, you know, but it's like, if it comes out this summer and then we have a few months until the movie comes out, episode nine comes out. That would lead into him that possibly would... being in the... Oh! <laughs> I'm not giving up on my dream that Thrawn is going to appear <laughs> in a live-action movie. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, yeah, there is still a lot of speculation around the Richard E. Grant still playing him, even though he's just saying, no, it's not for me. Right, you know, so. because if you're going to give such a fierce denial of that, then yeah. I mean, it, it, there's, there's nothing suspicious about that. Ridiculous secrecy behind this movie right now, so, I mean, yeah. anything's possible. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, the like non disclosure agreements that these people have, it is ridiculous, but they must have to go through to just keep everything like tight. You know what I mean? So, yeah, right? I agree. <laughs> so, regardless, yeah, I'm excited about it. And like I said, it's just nice to know that Thrawn's going to have another trilogy back out there. And, uh, you know, I- I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I'm just excited to have more of that and to have Eli back in the story. Yes. Uh, I mean, I I was telling Connor just before we started rolling that I just started reading Thrawn Alliance yeah. myself. Um, I've I've had it sitting here for a while, uh, but this literally prompted me to go out and and actually like start reading it. That and also I just finished another book, but that's regard- besides the point. Well, yeah. What would have you finished if I found? Not too bold of asking. So in terms of potential topics for future episodes, okay. I am recently finished with Plagueis. <gasps> oh, yes. And Sorry. and I am recently finished with Luke Skywalker, Heir to the Jedi. Okay. Both so, good books. Yes, both very good books. I enjoyed them both thoroughly. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, I, 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 would, uh, I would love to do a review, mm-hmm. but I mean, just off the top of your head, you know, what did you like about both? Just kind of quickly. Well, I mean, Plagueis does a fantastic job of tying together some of the threads that kind of are left untied in the prequel trilogy, uh, you know, and they kind of fill in some of the blanks as to how Palpatine actually was able to arrive in the position that he was in and, and why he would even want to be in that position. And work his way up, no less. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which was great. And heir to the jedi honestly that was just like a fun read like that's about all i can say about it one of the first books at least in in my you know personal knowledge of it that they've done like first person yeah it's first person which was kind of jarring to me at first when i very first started reading it right um but once i was into it i was like yeah this feels great and like you kind of feel like you're you're, you know, you're being Luke Skywalker at yeah. least for you know a few hours anyway. I mean, that's just it. Yeah, every other story you've read, like you read, it's all third person perspective. But this one feels like it's just, it's just him jotting it down in like a journal or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, and like it's, I mean, and it's a very kind of small, intimate story. Like it's not, it's not that important. No, I mean, um, it's it's exciting if you want to learn more, you know, about little tidbits here and there. And I mean, it's always just interesting to know that like once like a New Hope stops. 
he doesn't stop like learning how to be a Jedi. Like right. he really does do the legwork. Yeah. And that's also like encouraged in the comics too. Like yeah. he actually goes out and he's like, I should do this because I'm trying to be a Jedi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Getting back to the ashes of Jedi. Like that's one of the big things in that book and books prior to that. Yeah. So, but I actually feel like this almost does a better job. Cause I, I don't think it's always very easy to convey what Luke can and can't do like in the comics in yeah. particular. Yeah, like they, I mean, not to give anything away, but like the noodles. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, well, I'll just leave it at that because it's a small little thing. But regardless, so yeah, uh, we, we should talk on that because I would love to do uh, another review uh, in the not-too-distant future. So maybe yes. one or both of those books we can hit on Yeah. and uh, cover it up. So, um, all right, without, uh, you know, letting us go any further, I just want to quickly go into uh, maybe a little bit of like Star Wars Christmas you know, present kind of things, you know? Yes. I was just always thinking, I always think to myself this time of year, like I was joking with, you know, my fiance about like, oh, you know, you don't have to worry about getting me anything, you know? Like she always asked me like, what should I tell my parents to get you? And I'm like, just tell them Star Wars. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so like, they'll get me like, you know, oh, Here's a power drill. It had a picture of Darth Vader on it, so we knew you'd like it or something <laughs> you like gotta that. You got to get the the new version of the clapper <laughs> that I've seen a couple of times. It's Darth, It's literally a Darth Vader helmet. That's perfect. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's as long as like they literally just got me a box of cereal one year because it had Kylo Ren on it. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know, it's Star Wars. I'll still take it, but you know, stuff like that. Like yeah. I don't know if you had any kind of fun memories well, or something like that. Yeah, I do have one very random gift that was like from my mother-in-law and she gave it to me and it is it's just this pair of like dress socks with Ray's face on them <laughs> which is just kind of weird to me because it's like why would you I mean like I don't really need like a like a woman's face on my socks unless that's what uh, you're into that might sound kind of like I don't know it probably sounds like vaguely misogynistic or something but like that's not my intention it's no. just like you know if it, if they were like poe dameron socks i'd be rocking them all over oh for sure but i mean that just goes to the whole thing of like just within the last two movies that came out like that as long as there's something star wars related on it yeah it's gonna be a seller like they were selling tangerines with like chewbacca's face on it yeah it's like just slap star wars on there and people are gonna buy it yeah and that's just it yeah I mean, I just always think about, like, you know, it's stuff like that. Like, you know, Eva will get me, like, a small Lego set or something or this and that, like, pins, you know. It's mm-hmm. something small. That, that's all I'm all about, you know. Yeah. And, um, I mean, even getting to that, like, probably one of the best gifts I ever got when I was young. I was all about, I can't think of what they're called right now, but I was always about, like, these scaled modeled, like, starships. So you can get, like, the X-Wing, the mm-hmm. Millennium Falcon and stuff like that. And even smaller than that. Were the micro machines? Yes. I don't know if you remember the micro. Oh, I definitely remember micro machines. Micro That's machines. actually kind of on my list. We'll get there in a moment. All right, but yeah, <laughs> all I'm saying is like you could get like a pack of like five or six that came together, and like you could get them like die cast or something like that, or just straight up like painted like in the movies or anything like that. And then there was ones that were just out of universe, but it still said Star Wars, so you're excited about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think definitely. I, was, I think I was playing with one that kind of looked like a it was like a cone shaped starship, you know. And I was just, like, fooling around, like, oh, yeah, this is cool. It's, like, you know, the size of an X-Wing. But in reality, it's a very big ship, and it's also, like, as devastating as the Death Star. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's stuff like that when you learn later on. It's like, I had that as an action figure. And they're like, yeah, that destroyed solar systems. It's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> so, yeah. but regardless, uh, what do you got? Well, so, I mean, this would be a little bit cliched, but, like, 
truly in terms of like a Christmas gift, mm-hmm. one of the only ones that I can actually remember is like getting the VHS tapes Ooh. in like 1994, 95, somewhere like that. Was it the special editions or was it the... No, they're the originals. Oh, yeah. me too. Yeah. Did they, uh, for, for reference, did it have... Darth Vader, a stormtrooper, and Yoda. Yes. Ooh, all right, my man. Yeah. High five. There it is. All right. <laughs> we did not actually high five oh, for right. for the listening audience. We're, we're supposed to create an environment. Yes, theater right. of the mind. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I mean, I have an extremely vivid memory of getting those because it was so like important was, and life changing. It was a big deal. Yeah, to actually have them. I mean, I, I would like to say that I had seen all of the movies before then. Right. Um. Or at least bits and pieces when they were on TV, um, but that was the first time where I was like, "Okay, these are mine." Yeah. Even though they weren't really mine, they were like for me to share with my dad. Oh, of but. course, but yeah, I mean, it's still just like you got it. Like I think we were talking about our old video store around town, the Starflakes. Yeah. Uh, Starflakes. <laughs> Damn it. See, that's my parents speaking right into my head. Starflakes. <laughs> yes. Like I said, that's just how they talked. But regardless, um, Starflakes would be the place we would go and like I would just say oh it's a Star Wars I have to rent it you know yeah. it's a New Hope or Return of the Jedi or Empire like I had to get them all yeah. and watch them all and like my mom would always do it so yeah. and that's when they were like well they, he watches the heck out of them so let's just let's, yeah. let's just do it so yeah and I mean to get back to the whole special edition thing I do remember Brandon who was on this podcast like uh, the year after they came out in theaters he did get the special edition ones and they came in the gold box they came in a gold box that's and, exactly it and I was all but this about was it. just a black box yes it was a black box with all black I mean it was just it was simple yes perfect the gold box ones were really cool though like they, well, they looked really cool. But, yeah. But it, as I feel like I've said on multiple instances, like what I would give to go back and watch that original <laughs> unedited version. I think there there has to be a despecialized like DVD set out. Well, they always said that they were going to do that. Yeah. Um, but then I believe that was happening right when the acquisition by Disney happened. And I don't know that it ever went through. Oh, God. It I mean, if so you. Nice. Yeah. I, I just feel like when I hear it on other podcasts. They talk about, yeah, that was definitely talked about, but mm-hmm. they never did it. So it's so. I mean, I still have the VHS. If I ever feel the need to actually plug in a VCR that I have somewhere in my basement, like I would be so afraid of ever doing that though, <gasps> just because like I had such horrible experiences with VHSs. Oh, that's along old, the way. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I would be afraid to buck everything up, so to speak. If I was to do it, I would make sure that everything's clean and proper. And have like a backup like DV, DVD recording device yes. so that I could burn it onto the DVD. Yeah. But regardless, I mean that <laughs> that that's a pretty sweet gift. I'm on to that. Like I, that that is like a good memory. I yeah. think it's like the best thing you can get Star Wars wise. Yeah. Like I said, also the actor figures and all this kind of stuff here and there. And like I remember randomly one year my I think it was like I was 20 years old, <laughs> and my aunt and uncle got me the Slave One. <laughs> like the toy slave uh-huh. one uh-huh. they're like it's star wars he'll like it and i'm like i'm 20 years old but i still like it <laughs> but you know? i did like it <laughs> yeah i was like this is kind of cool but yeah. i i'm way too old to use this so yeah but you know it's just it is what it is i was like i'll still what the hell yeah you know but regardless yeah the only so. other one that i wanted to mention was i had this like this micro machines play set mm. that was um it was the battle of hoth <gasps> oh yeah i think i know which one you go ahead Um, but I mean, it was just, I mean, I never got a lot of like really big ostentatious 
like get like Star Wars stuff. Like I never had like a Millennium Falcon yeah. or or an X Wing even. I think I had an X Wing that like somebody gave me after they broke off all of the all the blasters, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, the, uh, the cannons. Um, and like, it didn't even have like the cockpit seal. Really? Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, um, so I couldn't even like put my Luke figurine in there <laughs> and like, I probably only had like a Tatooine Luke. I probably didn't have like a, you know, the, the a, a fighter suit. pilot. Yeah. yeah. Luke. I mean, I, I honestly never had a, a whole lot of that stuff. Um, but, but I do remember having that big, fairly big set. Was it? One of those ones that came with a ship, like in the box. Do you remember? I th- yeah, I think it did. I think it came with the uh, the snowspeeder. Yeah. Ooh, wait. Was it the snowspeeder that was all banged up? Well, I think you could make it that way. Okay. Yeah. Like, you th- could pit like you just press the button and then like the one S foil and the uh, or like the aileron or whatever. And it would and, just pop off. Yeah, right? it would pop off, and like you could see the metal down inside. Yeah. Oh God, that's yeah. worth gnarly. That wasn't actually a Christmas present, as I recall. I think that was. It was a very, it was a very different event. Um, but it's like the only other like gift that I. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, it's just a matter of just how you feel about it, you know? Because I mean, Microsoft machines, they were where I was at, and like, anytime I go to a Comic Con now and I see them. Like, they're super expensive to get because they're collector's items now. Yeah, yeah. But I know if I get it, I'm going to open that sucker. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even going to, like, wait and just keep it on the shelf. I'm like, I'm going to at least, like, zip it past me once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just for old time's sake. Yeah. All right. But, uh, all right, to put a button on this and get into the big news today, as we were saying at the top of this, we watched the holiday special. Yeah. And we're never going to get that hour and a half back in our lives. No. Oh my god. So all right, so to give some emphasis on the holiday special itself, um the movie had come out in seventy seven. Correct. And the toys didn't actually come out until like seventy eight. Yes. So the idea they had behind this was started off with this amazing commercial that was actually, you know, presented by C three PO and R two D two. Yes. And show off all these new great toys that are coming out from Kenner. Yes. And it's like, oh, you can get the X-Wing and the and the TIE Fighter and, and the, the Death Star playset and all this kind of stuff. But it's like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And they also decided that, like, this is such a cash cow. We have no idea what we have here. We have to make something happen. Yes. Let's make a holiday special. <laughs> and not only that, but let's have it have nothing to do with a holiday that anyone's ever heard about. Right. So Let's create an in-universe holiday so that... <laughs> We can kind of create this very, very vague parallel around it all. And, you know, make it our own thing. It's space, it's space Christmas, if yeah. you will. And, like, and I feel like they were trying to be kind of like somewhat multiculturalist about it. Oh, they really were, yeah. Um, I mean, because Life Day itself kind of evokes a few different things a little bit. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, just with the way they were dressed and all this kind of stuff. And then, like, <laughs> just everything before, like, they were trying to set up, like, the whole family dinner. Uh, but, I mean,. Look, it, it, it's a whole long thing, yes. right? Um, to put it bluntly, this was one of the cringiest things I think we've ever watched. Yeah. You and me both, right? <laughs> yes. I, and I've been waiting to tell you about this all day. I watched once, and I'll still watch it again just to prove to everyone how cringy it is, a Pokemon wedding. Um, <laughs> I'll, I mean, I'll show this to you later on, but... <laughs> 
and like just before I go any further, I'm really not trying to make fun of the couple that's in this video because I just want them to be happy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I more power to them to, for doing what they love. But God damn it, is it so freaking cringy? Yeah. So it it starts off with them just like uh, I'll I'll keep it brief, but like their their bridal party are doing Pokemon battles to each other. <laughs> Right, and then they have to catch the groom and the bride, or something like that. And then the actual like parishioner is Professor Oak, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, it's so cringy. And then they sing the Pokemon theme to each other, and it's like, oh god, it's hard to sit through it. It's five minutes long. And then I sat through the Star Wars thing, which was an hour and a half long, and I'm like, where's that Pokemon video? At? Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, cleanser. yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. No, that's, that's absolutely true. It's well, because it's really funny and. Well, maybe it's not really funny, but, you know, I think you're saying it exactly right. You know, people should be what they are, do what they want to do, live their life. Yeah. But there's a lot in this holiday special that is very problematic. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, well, like, first and foremost, it is a prisoner to its time. Well, it is. It's stuck in that the is, 70s. That is the most, like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm heavily paraphrasing somebody here it might be george lucas himself but you know it's like when you watch star wars it is so timeless i mean i i just watched a new hope a couple weeks ago yeah what i've been doing is like when i'm working from home i typically will pop in a star wars it's great background yeah absolutely especially when you've seen the movies like three thousand times yeah you only have to see it to know what's going on yeah just hear it yeah you know, and I, I put it on and like the only issue that I had with it was that I was watching it like on regular DVD as opposed to like in Blu-ray. Right. And I was like, oh, there's a little bit of loss of fidelity because it's a DVD as opposed to being on Blu-ray. Right. Exactly. But so, I mean, yeah. But at the same time, like you're talking about a movie made in the 70s, it still looks like it could have been made today. Right. And not only that, but like the effects and everything like that are just groundbreaking. Yeah. And then, like I said, there with this movie, this movie was the first of its kind to just have this... The, the you know the special effects and everything just be so influential to what we know today right that they were just like all right we got to make something better out of this but the holiday special comes off as just like it's so 70s it's unbelievable all right so <laughs> all right i made i made a bunch of notes about it or right, let's before we go into that let's read off the cast list shall we sure all right so we have Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Yes. Uh, Peter Mayhew is Chewbacca. Correct. Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Anthony Daniels is C-3PO. And this is where it gets fun. Mickey Morton as Mala. Uh, Paul Gale as Itchy. Patty Maloney as Lumpy. Art Carney as Sondan. B. Arthur as Achmina. Uh, Di- is it Diana? Or Daihani? I don't even know. I think it's just Dion. Dion. Dion Carroll. She plays the Mamira hologram, uh, which is very insane. Uh, Harvey Corman, who is always my favorite uh, governor. It's Headley. Uh, and um, David Proust as Darth Vader. As well as uh, Jefferson Starship as Jefferson Starship. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there, there's no shortage of just like... Um, weird musical moments throughout this and we'll get into it as oh, we go. we'll get into them yeah i'll probably like line. i'll probably add this in post but i might try to add like a, just a little sample of some of these delicious songs oh please do because <laughs> i i would just love to hear everyone's reaction and just like what you think the best song out of all these terrible songs would be yes oh my god i have i have my opinion and we'll get there okay but so <laughs> if you like like i said i've i've went through and like painstakingly made these notes just as 
like time stampy as possible. Yes. So if you want, like, you know, we didn't do commentary for Cello last week. This, this is our is commentary. Like, this is our rough commentary. <laughs> we'll try to do this quickly because we are already running pretty long. All right. That's, all right. Go ahead, <laughs> but, man. What yeah. we got? So, and what we've decided is that I'm going to read them because yes. that'll just add to it, I guess. It's just hilarious. Opening. <laughs> Han and Chewie are chased by Imperial forces on their way to Kashyyyk to celebrate Life Day with Chewie's family. His wife, Mala, which I did add was Maladobuck. Maladobuck, that is the, the actual full name. Yes. His dad, Itchy, which I'm going to screw this up. Atitit... No, that's not it. Atitichuk? Atitichim? Atitichukuk. Atitichukuk. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's going to sound awful either way. I'm just going to move on. And their son, Lumpy. Lumpawaru. Lumpawaru is best name ever. Yes. We cut to the Wookiees living their peaceful, non-enslaved lives in a very big treehouse with hideous 70s decor. Green shag carpet looks just like naturally occurring flora. I added that line, but that's That was thing. a good line. Lumpy is your typical youngling, fooling around, trying to sneak snacks, and he's being forced to take out the garbage? Question mark? Uh, that, so that, yeah, just... I know we, this is like only the first one, but still, he's taking out the garbage in a treehouse that's at least 200 feet off the ground. Yeah. Like, how are they going to work that out? And uh, why do they have a plastic bin? It's like, oh my it's, God. It is literally just a like store-bought trash can. Right. That you can probably like still make out like the Rubbermaid logo on. <laughs> that, or yes. Like that. So that's just it. Like, there's so much in this movie that they literally just had to pull off the shelves. We're yeah. like, that looks spacey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The All cooking right. utensils. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing was like kind of like futuristic or scientific. Yeah. All right. Keep going. I'm Fair enough. <laughs> Mala is upset that Chewie has yet to show up. So they try looking to see if he's near, but no starships are in the area. <laughs> yeah. They, they literally just type into a computer, you know, Chewbacca's location. And it just comes up with the words, no starships in area. Yeah. Like, they couldn't think of anything original. Yeah. It's just like, eh. and it's, and like, once again, it's not an arabesque or anything like that. No. It's just in regular plain English. <laughs> and one of my observations, like to, to look at th like this particular little vignette is like how many different view screens and yeah. like hollow projectors. And <laughs> like, I mean, one thing that is futuristic because like this is the world that we live in now yeah. is that they literally communicate and watch and do different things over like 10 different screens in the course of an hour and a half. That is very true. Like, I, I was, I was watching other like reviews to actually get inspiration on like how to talk about this. And someone said it perfectly. They were like, this special is nothing but an hour and a half of people watching screens. <laughs> it is entire, I mean, I guess that's, you know, cause the whole premise is that it's like a variety show and it's like, well, yeah. how else are you going to like segue from this Wookiee household to, to yeah, just anything else? Here are the if ma it's, majorettes or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, but it's just it's like so weird and <sighs> and awkward. It's so yeah, but all right, continue. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what I should say is that we've already covered about twenty minutes of yeah. All right, yeah, we never even mentioned the fact <laughs> we, that yeah. between those two scenes, there is nothing but oh, like it's just nonstop Wookiee. Yes like snarling grunting snarling and like it there are three different levels of the snarling so yes. like mala kind of has like a more feminine version of chewbacca yes and then uh itchy is just i mean he sounds like a bull like he, yeah. he honestly just he doesn't like have he, any teeth or anything it's, yeah like it's that. literally just like grunting and like 
really weird. And I think Lumpy got his speech from like a dying deer. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only way I could describe it. Yeah. Like it, I'm not even gonna try and recreate it, but like imagine <laughs> if you pinched your nose and just started howling because you like stubbed your toe. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's pretty accurate. And they literally they set this up for about 15 minutes nonstop. It is just them screeching back and forth. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah like the Han and Chewie scene that we see at the start is maybe about three minutes long yeah and then it's literally 15 minutes of just noises there's no subtitles or anything no 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 it's just euphemisms like you just like all right look i i used to work at chuck e cheese i was chucky and (laughs) as chucky you had to learn how to use hand signals yeah so i knew what they were saying because i did all the same hand signals but if you don't know anything about that like you're still just gonna be like what are they doing and it's just them slapping each other (laughs) and then there's like the two minute part like leading into this current scene <laughs> where they pull this like commemorative like play like playing card of Chewbacca off of a wall. Right. And, and they just stare at it and Mala's like caressing it. Oh my yeah. god. He, oh, it's so weird. Oh my god. And just like the last thing I'll say about like all of the voices that they have <laughs> yeah. is you know, so I mean obviously the the creation of Chewie's voice is very unique and it's yes. very Ben Birdified. Yes. Who you know, and Ben Bird is like the sound engineer for all of Star Wars from you know the beginning through now. Made every single cool sound effect you've ever heard. Yes. And like he made Chewbacca's voice, and Chewbacca's voice is like, All right, like I can believe that this is like a crazy alien. Right. But there's none of that in any of their voices. It's just like no weird inflection. It's just yeah, growling. It's just growling, pure <laughs> unadulterated growling. All right. So, anyways, after that, she then calls Luke and R two D two to see if they know where Chewie might be. With no idea from them, they worry more. And there's also a very acid trip like projection show that Lumpy can't get enough of. That's played on the hollow chest board <laughs> for some reason, question yeah. mark. All right, so before the hollow chest board thing, Luke looked like he was fresh out of the box. I I <laughs> honestly, I never thought that was actually him. Like, right? I know that's one of, like, the top, like, image search results. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he has this, like, bleach blonde hair. And, like, the like the makeup is so ridiculous. It doesn't yeah. even look like his real eyes. Someone said, like, he looks porcelain, porcelain doll-esque. Yeah. Like I said, like, he looks like someone that is, like, in mint condition. Like, he just took the action figure out of the box. Like, it's just, it's unsettling. Yeah. How, yeah. like, perfect he looks. Yeah. And, I always know. thought that, I just, I genuinely always thought it was either, like, a stunt double or, like, it was, like, a pre-production shot of, like, when it wasn't even Mark Hamill playing the role and they were just, like... like using it or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so it's just so weird. But, yeah, the, so the hollow chest projection show... Yes, of a circus. Once you saw that, like, even before all the growling and everything like that, as soon as you saw that, you knew what kind of special this was going to be yeah because it wasn't anything that was like oh look they're doing you know flips and tricks and stuff like that it's a guy in a green leotard like (laughs) flailing around with like ribbons or something like that and then next thing you know there's pool vaulting and like i don't know what that's called the where they're actually on the pool and like doing the not Uh, the vaulting but it's like the bars yes Yeah. yeah I don't know. And I'm trying to think, like, because it's like the two height bars. Yes, exactly. Someone will figure it out for us. But regardless, yeah. yeah. They were doing that, and then all of a sudden, like, the projection goes to, like, life size, and he's playing some kind of weird horn. Yeah. It's like if they tried to take the How the Grinch Stole Christmas uh, character 
and like made him and if they tried to make the Jim Carrey How the Grinch Cold script stole Christmas in the 1970s that's what they were trying to do yeah and it was just it didn't belong at all no for what it's worth like the music was like at least towards the end was kind of cool <laughs> like if you're into 70s weird rock yeah then okay you know this is perfect for you because it has nothing but weird sound effects yeah I mean it is it's like it's like Frank Zappa wrote the music <laughs> it's just like Dadaist dancing yeah it, like, it, but it just does not end. No, it's almost no, like a solid it's like six a, minutes. It is. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I think it's like five minutes and thirty-four seconds or something. Like and that. Lumpy, every time he sees, he sees something happen, he just <laughs> he just gets so excited. He just claps his hands. Yeah. Oh my god! I, oh, it was the hardest thing to watch. Like, even I are decorating the tree while we're watching this, and we both had to stop and just stare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like honestly. I mean, if you make it through, like, the whole, like, Wookiee soap opera part, <laughs> yeah. and you're still like, well, you know what, though? That's still, like, that's in-universe. Like, I can believe that. Right, right. But then it does, <laughs> but then this happens. It's like, what the hell happened? Like, you yeah. know, they got the weird transmission from somewhere. Yeah. Oh, my Yeah, God. and, like, that is not established at all where it comes from. Like, yeah, it just shows up on the chessboard. On board. the hollow chessboard, yeah. <laughs> Like I thought they were like I thought it was gonna be like maybe something cool where we would actually learn the rules of hollow like of digi- that would have been like, more interesting or something you know oh my god like I thought like Lumpy was going to play with Itchy or something like that, that but. yeah that would even been more interesting than whatever the heck that was yeah so all right we're spending so. too much time on it it's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so all right, anyway next up next little vignette yes sir. Mala tries to prepare a dinner by watching a cooking program hosted by Hedley Lamar, whose actual name is Harvey Corman. Yeah, sorry. I, I just knew the actor. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I, I knew who, that's how I knew him. Yeah. He, he was a Blazing Saddles character for yes. anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, exactly. It's he was in Hedley. Yeah, that's yeah all. he was in uh, uh, Blazing Saddles, and he was also in uh, History of the World Part One. actually. He was Sir Count de Monet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, like, I think, not to sidetrack too much, but, like, he was also, like, a recurring player on the Carol Burnett show. Which, which was, yeah, that was a, a variety show. Yeah, a big yeah. famous variety show of the time, which is, I think, why he was here. Which would make sense. Yep. He's a good player. Yeah. Um, but anyways. But so anyway, this character, and I forget his name. It's like Chef de Gourmand or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but it's not really that important. But he is, <laughs> the character is four-armed and also in blackface, as well as drag. Can't tell if it's just too far along to be offensive or just trying to pass it along as an alien. That's just it, man. Like, it's the 70s. Yeah. Like, things just went. But at the same time, like, that's still so freaking offensive to watch today. Yeah, I was genuinely uncomfortable when, like, that scene kind of is playing out. And, and, and I mean, like, and it's funny because it's, like, probably in the 70s, the controversial aspect was that the character was drag. Yeah. They, no one ever, like, <laughs> But they were like, eye. oh, blackface, whatever. It's just they ridiculous. just couldn't find a black person. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you're just like, oh, my God. Freaking Harvey Corman was not thinking. It's yeah. just, I don't know. Like, it's it just seeing that right now is just kind of make your guts twist. Because this is like, you shouldn't be. No, 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 no. Yeah, you just yeah. shouldn't be doing that at all. 
you know, why do you have four arms? But that's, I think that's where they were like, oh, this is so offensive. What can we do not to make it offensive? He's an alien. Four arms. <laughs> alien. And He's there a is basilisk. Kind of, there is, yeah. Well, he is like a like an early basilisk. That's true. It's And like I feel like even the way that like the makeup is kind of done in like almost like does kind of create this very high forehead look that almost does, I it mean, could, almost can. makes it look like it's an actual basilisk. Right, exactly. So, you know, it, it's weird. You also got to take into effect that like, this is the first uh, like chance where they're actually trying to expand the EU. Yes. You know, so take that for what it's worth. Like Star Wars came out and like all the other books and all that kind of stuff were never made. It was just this. Yeah. And so far everyone knew it was just like, all right, Chewie's got a family. Yeah. That's all right. Where do we go from there? Yep. Anyways, after that. So next up we have a human trader. Sundan. I kept I kept thinking that it said Fondan. Yeah. Fondad or whatever. But regardless. Yeah. Sondan. Sondan. Yeah, you actually said it right. Yeah. Sondan. Comes by the house after the Empire has called for martial law throughout the planet. Which he mispronounces. He calls it Kazook. Kazook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That wasn't even in the notes, but I remembered it and I made a note about it myself. Thank you. I, I meant like, to watch it so again. Funny. It's so hard. It's just like yeah. what do you say? Like he's talking about a bazooka? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But anyway, to continue. Yes. Reassuring them that if he can oh. that if he can make it, surely Han and Chewie will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's just there to, you know, he he's like the friendly he's their version of Han at this point, yes. right? Yeah. He's the human that can understand him. And then, yeah, and so this is Art Carney. Art Carney most famous for like being on the Honeymooners in the Jackie Gleason show like way back in the 1950s. Yeah, he's just reclaimed the fame right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so it I mean, like I said, I think that this whole idea like well for what it's worth like later on in like Wookiee history like when they did the expanding universe, it was it was known that like human traders we're not uncommon on the Kashyyyk. Right. You know, they would always come there to barter and whatnot. So. And I think they were just like, okay, we can't stretch this any further without there being, like, somebody that's Some speaking. human. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, please continue. But anyways. Yes. So, next chapter. <laughs> Every, each Wookiee is gifted something by the trader, but Itchy gets the most odd one yet. Some kind of VR erotic romance fantasy. <laughs> And we spend the most time with this gift, more than with Mala or Lumpy when they open their gifts. In fact, I didn't actually realize what Mala's gift was until I, like, read some notes to make sure that I understood the story. It was the, it was the battleship thing, right? Well, no, it's the, uh, it's the music box that plays the Jefferson Starship the, song. Yeah, I, that was the note that I made. I said it looks like the battleship game. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, no, you're well, right. Okay, sure. Jesus Christ. So, so one, one more line here. Drugs were definitely a factor with this special. Strong psychedelics, for sure. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so, like... Yeah, you... so... Go so ahead. this, uh... To go into this, the, like, the projection, this Mermea... Mermea. Is Diane Carroll, who is, like, this extremely accomplished actress, who happens to be black. Yes. But so she was, like, one of the first black women ever to be nominated for... Uh, the Oscar for best performance in a lead role. Yeah, like uh, like very that big. level. Yeah. yeah, and she was also like the first uh, black woman to have a to have the lead role in a TV sitcom where the that actress was portraying a professional woman. Yes. Uh, so it was a show called Julia, 
and she played the role of a nurse. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was a big deal for the time. Yeah, so like she's like this very famous, accomplished person. And then next thing you know, she's wearing a diamond-encrusted headdress and just saying, are we having a good time? Yeah. Ooh, we are. It's, it's like so uncomfortable. And like, and like Itchy's sounds throughout it all. Like, it's, and like he's like doing the head motions and stuff like that. Like I said, me being a, you know, a, a Chuck E. Cheese veteran, like that whole head motion thing is a true thing. If you want to show curiosity, <laughs> tilt to the right. You know what I mean? Like it, that's exactly what it is. But it's like, oh my god, you're a creepy old man, and you're watching like softcore porn in the in the living room. In the living room, while oh your while your daughter-in-law is like preparing dinner, and there's just this other random dude standing there as well yeah Sondan is just like it's just standing off to the side like told you you'd like it yeah like, yeah like egging him on like yeah oh, oh yeah <laughs> it's so creepy it's so creepy and then like she follows it up with a song yes which was a weird song it was very weird song. like I don't know if it was good or bad like that's that's the kind of song it was I mean that's that's usually the theme with this whole thing right now yeah <laughs> but like it was like a, your typical kind of 70s love song and it had like the weird like spiral effects behind her head that spin around. Yes. So that's where the psychedelic thing comes in. Because yeah. I imagine like, you know, if you drop some kind of psychedelic and watch this thing, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Or or maybe it will make it watchable. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> yeah, you know, you might, you might have more cheery disposition if you go into it that way, but regardless. Yes. Anyways, let's keep on. Yeah, let's keep trucking. So <laughs> next up we have... Princess Leia gets through to Mala, and she's still worried about Chewie. It looks as though Leia was doing her taxes, question mark? Yes. Or just some kind of number crunching machine? So this gets back to what I was saying about like the, the Rubbermaid, the Rubbermaid uh, trash can. Yes. They literally just looked on the shelves and were like, we have this old typewriter. That looks scientific-y, you know? Yeah. Let's put it on the thing and just have her like like a punch, you know, punch numbers or whatever. That's quite literally what it looked like. It was just a like a typewriter. Yeah. And it made it look like they were doing something for the rebellion. That's that's the part that I love. They were just like, oh, you caught me doing my, uh, you know, my W-2 or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, just updating this, the balance sheet for the rebellion. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. It's just like, it's so weird. And like, she's like, can you please put on Han or Chewbacca, please? Yeah. Or something. <laughs> Like so funny. yeah, like that's the thing that I do not get, and this is—I mean, this is also true in A New Hope as well—is that like Leia, who is presumably educated and far and away the only cultured person, like truly, if you think about it, like Han is street scum and yeah. Luke is, you know, a poor, uneducated farmer. That's also true. <laughs> yeah, she's royalty, and she's royalty. Senator but Zane. she seems to be like the the one character that's like somewhat xenophobic towards Chewbacca and Wookiees as a whole. That's also true. Yeah. Like she does refer to him as you know walking carpet. Yeah. And... Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. And like that just continues here, and she's like so excited that that there's a human there because Sandan is still there. Yeah. To to talk with. It's like what the hell? Like you have C three PO for a reason. Yeah, exactly. You're making him feel like left yeah. out. And my favorite part is, and and not to like go back to Luke Skywalker, heir to the Jedi, but you know, in that book, it's established that Luke cannot actually understand what R two is saying. Yeah, it's um, just more reflections or something like that. Yeah, he just like kind of senses like, oh, he ended on a high note, so that must mean something's good. Yeah. Um, you know, but so the whole scene with Luke before there is no translator present. There's yes. no evidence that he understands any Shri Rook. Yeah. And and he can't understand R2. So like he's probably just like 
nodding yeah. along like, oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be fine. Everything's great. <laughs> Don't <fun>. worry. <laughs> that probably actually explains it, that he had no effing clue what was being said. It all, yeah, he's like, can I get a smile, Mala? And it's just like, <laughs> okay, there you go. That's my girl. Yeah. So weird. Okay. So off the numbers crunching machine. Next we have... Imperials come to the Wookiee household and storm in. <laughs> the Wookiees bunch together and Sundan, the traitor guy, tries to help the officers look the other way, but he's obviously nervous. Yeah, see now, at this point, it was actually starting to get good. Yeah. Which is, it's stupid to say, but you thought that something was going to happen. Yeah. Because the storm... Well, immediately prior to that as well, we do get that scene with... Han and Chewie that they're approaching the system. Yeah, I didn't add that in. That's oh my yeah, bad. yeah, and they, the Darth they, Vader s- scene is missing. Yeah, as well. I, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. It's just like it, like apparently that was actually a deleted scene or something like that. I don't even think it was a deleted scene. I think it was I'm just pretty redubbed. Sure it was redubbed. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like walking around on the Death Star, and he's like, "I want those rebels found" or something like yeah. that. And set up a like a that's yeah, that's where he establishes set up a blockade around Kashyyyk. Yes. Oh uh, well, so that's that's it, and then like it's another repurposed scene of them running away from star, you know, from Tie Fighters. Yeah, and Star well, Destroyers. I like, the, I like the part where they are on, like they're fleeing Tatooine again. Again, yeah, they've been going past the same planet five <laughs> even, times. Yeah, even though in A New Hope it was established that Tatooine is not an important place to be. <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, like I don't. I, it's just so weird to think yeah. about how it all goes. But that's just it. Like they had to remind you, like, oh yeah, this is Star Wars. There's exciting stuff happening, but it like no one was like paying attention enough to notice that it was literally just repurposed from the movie yeah and like so. the whole battle with the tie fighters is the exact same yeah but everyone was just excited because it's the Millennium falcon yeah and all this kind of stuff so it's yeah just, it is what it is but regardless so yeah uh at this point i thought that sondam was actually going to like turn on the chew on the wookies yeah i was gonna say the chewies that's wrong <laughs> uh, turn on the wookies because i thought it was just like oh yeah i've been working with them all along and i'm like you scumbag <laughs> but then uh you know uh, we soon find out that. Go ahead. Uh, uh, well, he he distracts one of the officers by. Yes. He distracts one of the officers by an Imperial officer sits down to what looks like a battleship board game, <laughs> but it's Jefferson Starship in a box. <laughs> what a life day! I know. All right, so yeah, like we were saying before that this is the box that he gave to Maul. This yes. is her gift. Yes. And it just so happens to be this rock band hologram yes. in a box that's like, it's like a giant battleship box. Like the ones that fold over. Yes. And like, this was actually kind of a good song. I, yeah. I, I also don't, don't hate this song. I don't The know. song is called Light the Sky on Fire. Yeah. But like, dude, like, like, I don't know, like the, the whole rhythm of it and everything was really good. And like, they yeah. had the guitar solo and everything, but like, do you think they knew what they signed up for? <laughs> that like, were they that big a deal where they're like, we have to have Jefferson Starship to get the kids? Well, that's kind of the weird part. I mean, you know, because like Jefferson Starship originally was Jefferson Airplane, and they were kind of a very counterculture band. They were very much a psychedelic rock band yeah. originally, but then like Jefferson Airplane takes a break. And the singer and guitar player are like, well, I kind of want to do something a little more mainstream. And then... So then that's when they start Jefferson Starship. Oh, my God. The next evolution. And, like, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it is very late 70s, like, corporate yacht rock kind of sound. 
And like, yeah, I don't, I didn't hate the song. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it had good rhythm to it. Yeah. But like, I just love the fact that like through the whole thing, they had to keep going to flashes of the Imperial officer just subtly enjoying himself. Yeah. Like they didn't want to make it obvious that he's not that evil, but like he just saw his finger like tapping. Yeah. That he was that excited about it. Yeah. And he was like kind of smiling and it's like, ooh. <laughs> just kind of like his reaction is not like a natural human reaction. No, not at all. Where it's like, hmm, I should be angry about this because I'm imperial, but I am enjoying this beat. Tap, tap, tap. Like that's all I saw through the whole thing. But yeah, it wasn't a bad song. Yeah. So that like that was a song that lasted like another five minutes because it also had a long ass like guitar solo in it. Yes. But uh, regardless, like that ends and they're like, hmm, nothing here. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, like the lead officer doesn't even like question the fact that this the, guy, the guy just, just sat, sat there and for, watched for for five enough, minutes. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. sir. It's like <laughs> just sitting there. Like I don't know. It was just so ridiculous. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. And so just to be clear, this is already our fourth different screen that we've watched yes, something on. That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and now we're about to jump into number five. Yes. Lumpy starts up some kind of high-tech tablet to watch a cartoon. This is it. Boba Fett time. All right. So what did you think of the cartoon? <laughs> I mean, I think for many, it's arguably the high point of yeah. the holiday special. Because, I was actually like the most excited about it. Yeah. And like, it probably is the most watchable part, <laughs> truth yeah. be told. Although like, and even at that, like the animation is super weird and pretty terrible. I will give it this. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever actually watched like the original heavy metal movie. But it has that flavor to it. Okay. Like, it's not... Like, heavy metal is definitely way better. Uh-huh. And that in itself is like a psych- psychedelic movie. Like, you have to be on some kind of psychedelic to watch it. I watched it without it. I'm not that crazy. Yeah. But still, like, you know, it, it has that animation style where it's just like, you know, you knew it was hand-drawn and you knew there was, like, detail to it. But, like, with this, it's just weird. Like, Luke has crazy, like, bright blue eyes. That, like, yeah. they're just, like, dead eyes. Yeah. Like, De- co- like, he has, like, these dead eyes and, like... He, like he looks like he's about forty five in in the cartoon, <laughs> and then like Han, like Han looks nothing like him. No, they, like they drew, they tried to draw Luke lifelike, and then they drew Han as like droopy dog. Yeah, like his face is down here. Like yeah. that's that's yeah. how they like, drew his it. His face out. is about seven feet long. <laughs> but I still appreciate that they kept the voice, like the actors as the voice actors. I that know. was pretty cool. And then <laughs> that was a different era. Yeah, and Boba. <laughs> Was actually like he actually sounded like himself. Like yeah. he should have sounded like in the other movies, and he yes. was cool. Yeah, like it was subtle, but he was cool. Like at first, you're like, "Oh, he's a good guy." Like, yeah, we know Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, but I was still like, I could trust this guy. Yeah, you know. And what's like, your trouble, friend? Yeah, I see he's... you have no love of the Empire or whatever. Yeah, These neither people. do I. <laughs> and like it was just cool. Like they did everything well, and it made you feel like. It, they could have made a whole special just out of that cartoon, but they yeah. just, they did not. So, yeah, who knows? Yes. So you did kind of detail the cartoon here, so I'm going to keep going with. Go that. ahead. Yeah, that's enough. For me. <laughs> Watch it for yourself if you want to. So. Yes. Luke and Leia find the Falcon on collision course with the Rebel base. Han is tied upside down, and Chewie is flying by himself. Luke gives pursuit in a Y wing. Next up, yeah. Luke crash lands and discover and is discovered by a helmeted man riding some long-necked alien. Boba Fett? Who is he? <laughs> he has no love of the Empire, but his motives seem iffy at best. Turns out he is working for Vader. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I do want to touch on is the magic Y-wing that Luke is flying. 
Yes. <laughs> so it. All right. Yeah. First of all, it's not his typical ship. Right. I mean, he's he is an X-wing pilot, but he needed to take C-3PO with him for obvious reasons. For, yes. And for reasons that will become important <laughs> later on. And yeah. So he had to take all like yeah both droids with him, and then, like that thing crash lands into like the bubblegum planet. Yes. Or whatever the heck it is. Panamoon. Moon. Pana Moon. Right. And. Oh, yeah, the magic part of it, that the fact that, like, you could just remove <laughs> that the he head. Deta- yeah, he detaches, like, the <coughs> front part of it from the engines in it's the back. Not, yeah, it's not an ejection pod. It's literally just another part of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And and that can, like, float around in the water, no problem. Yeah, whereas the other one just sunk, like, the yeah. whole part of it. No, it wasn't even that. The alien ate the ship. I forgot about that. But regardless, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, some of these parts made sense, but other ones did not. Like, I don't know. Like, I... As soon as he's got into a wiring, I'm like, something's off. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I do. Well, like, I remember somebody having, like, a Y-Wing toy. Yeah. That did, like, come apart that way. Yeah. But, like, I always thought that was because it was, like, because that's the way you see them all blow up. Like, Yeah. They, they, <laughs> it literally just, you lose the cockpit like that. It yeah. Just, everything else, like, just shuts away. Yeah. Maybe it makes sense. I will respect the fact that they kept the idea of it being two-seated cannon. You know, for the most yeah. part, like you don't see him as two seaters during like a new hope. Yeah. But like during the Clone Wars, it was a two seater. Yes. So, but regardless. Yeah. As we were saying. So, yes. So no way to <laughs> Boba Fett being a bad guy. But Lumpy has the same reaction that everyone has and it gets the Imperial officer's attention. Thankfully, Lumpy thinks fast and is and he's able to play it off as though he's just playing some kind of silly game. ha ha ha. What do you got there? Oh, nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's basically how the whole thing goes. And it's a commercial break, and then comes back, and they're like, okay, then. Yeah. And then it's back, to the, it's back to the cartoon. Yes. Which goes, Boba helps Chewie get a serum to wake up Luke and Han, and then is revealed by the droids to be the bad guy. What a story. <laughs> but now it's back to the Wookiee story. It doesn't make any sense at all. They no. brought up, like, a talisman that, like, puts them to sleep. Yes. And it's like, oh, yeah, we just totally subdued these guys. And then Boba Fett gets the serum. And it's like, like he can okay. literally just walk into town and get the serum. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, available at the local pharmacy or whatever. Wake up serum, nine ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think Chewie could have figured that out. He's yeah. very smart. <laughs> yeah. It, it, they're really just not giving him any kind of credit whatsoever. Yeah. But regardless. So, yeah. It, it, and the, somehow, like, the droid, like, the droid just intercept the signal as though like it wasn't like a secured signal it like, doesn't make any sense they, they just figure the fact that like r2d2 has his like data spike or whatever and it could just do whatever yeah you know as long as it's got a port to go somewhere he can listen <laughs> in on everything yes he is big brother at that point yes so regardless yeah <laughs> but now back to the wookie story yes where we find the imperial stormtroopers tear up lumpy's room and then the lead officer tells him to clean up their mess. What dickbags. <laughs> they literally just tear his room to shreds. He's a little Wookiee kid. Yeah. <sighs> and like his bantha. Yeah, he has a stuffed bantha and they just rip the head off of it. Yeah. Talk about ruining the illusion. Like, what if he gave that whole bantha a backstory? Yeah. And it's like, they literally just beheaded this kid's... <laughs> That's how you make bad people. Yes. It's like, I was nice once. Until the Imperial officer ripped the head off of my bantha. Yeah. You know, that's how John Wick starts, dude. Yeah, and pretty just... much. <laughs> <laughs> Not very different. Yeah. All right, anyways. So, yeah, yeah, but still. So, to continue on with that thread, <laughs> Lumpy is pissed and sad that his bantha was torn to pieces and tries putting it to sleep. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, and this is where I noticed that, <laughs> that he has a, a, growl, a growl, not unlike a goat. That's a better description than a deer. But regardless, yeah, yes. just like just imagine like the the screaming goats or whatever, or just yeah. something like that. That's where it sounds like. Yeah, he's just so sad. That's very true. I I like that a lot. Yeah. Um. But now. <laughs> Now, we get to watch an instruction video for a home translator with poor editing. The instructor is supposed to be an android? Gotta love early Star Wars. See, this is the, yeah, this is the thing I didn't understand. This is another Harvey Corman character. Yes. Because he makes three characters. His second of three appearances. Yeah, and like he like the whole idea behind this is he's supposed to be a, like, a droid, yeah. but with like a synth skin on, I guess. Like They never really explain the fact that he's also portrayed as human yes but through editing the, the magic of editing they have to make it seem like he's just like he just slows down and speeds up and all this kind of stuff and it's yeah. like oh yeah he's clearly just a malfunctioning droid like yeah. there's no way we could have just sold this video with a working droid like we have to make it funny yes and like that's the other thing about it too like they went through this whole thing trying to make it funny yeah and you're not it's, laughing no you're, and like, like I, there's no way that anybody ever laughed at this. That's what I'm saying. Like, Not even in the 1970s. It's just like hard to even keep up with it. So yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that his his character there is called an amorphian being. Hmm. Now who knows what the hell? But uh, uh regardless. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep <laughs> that's on. Enough said. Yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> now it's time for life on Tatooine. Featuring Space B. Arthur as a bartender <laughs> in a cantina. The Empire shut down the cantina? Curfew? Time for another song? One more round? Ugh. <laughs> One more round, friend. Then it's homeward bound, friend. Like, that was like, all right, so prior to that, that was the other character of Harvey Corman, right? Who was like yes, a volcanic. Krellman. Krellman, sorry. But either way, like, he has a. Is, well, is the, is the name is Krellman, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and, like, his hair situation is like he has a volcanic head. Volcanic head yes. Where, like, his drink goes into his head for some stupid reason. Yes. And he's, like, in love with B. Arthur. Yes. And B. Arthur's like, oh, that's nice. No one's ever gave me a flower. Here, drinks on the house. And then Imperial's blockaded. It's like, well. Time to sing, and that's where it just goes into one more round, friends, and it's like, oh, even before that, it was actually kind of like a nicely acted scene. Like, yeah, they were genuinely like tears, you know, not tears. <laughs> I don't know God. about tears, but, no, but tears yeah. of joy, tears and of laughter. We get to, yeah, and we get to see a lot of, you know, the the same, like at least a lot of the like rubber mask characters from, uh, you know, from the cantina scene in A New Hope. Yeah, I mean, we see Gotols, we see Deveronians, we see. Uh, uh, we see a Rodian. Well, we see um, the guy who gets his arm cut off, the the Aquilich. Yes. Can't think of his, his actual name, but yeah, he's Tandababa. there. Tandababa. And he's just chilling. Like, yeah. he doesn't have, like, a, a synthar or anything like that. He's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, it's me. Yeah. You know, yeah. They don't even try to, like, change coats on him or anything either. No. Like, it's literally just <laughs> It's him. the same costume, yeah. But, and, like, yeah. the Bith band is there. Yeah. So they, they, they're playing their, another rendition of the same song, just with music this time. Yes. But regardless. So, yeah, that, that's a that's a... I don't know. I, I'd say that it's an okay song. I kind of I like the song. Yeah. I think it's my favorite song. Yeah, honestly. yeah. I would say between that and the and the in Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship. Yeah, yeah. Like. I feel a little guilty like selecting Jefferson Starship though, because like I feel like that song was already like I don't know if they had already written it, but it's, or whatever. It was definitely influenced by the or for the yeah holiday special. It's or, better than the last remaining song that we'll get to in just a little bit. Yeah, right, <laughs> I'll anyway, put it that way. So let's jump right back into it. I, yes. You could skip the next note because we just kind of talked about that. Yeah. But anyways. Okay. So, 
Troops and officer are recalled, and the officer tells one trooper to stay behind. Suddenly, he hears the same retreat call coming from Lumpy's room. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, just to kind of give away the, the, the culminating act. Well, one of the culminating acts. There's like seven still to come here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was like, okay, I guess this is getting done. We're almost done now. Yeah. And then I was like, what do you mean there's still 35 minutes left? That, yeah, it kills you. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, but so anyway, uh, Lumpy, I almost called him Chewy Jr., <laughs> has completed assembling his mini transmitter. And he's able to use the mini transmitter to send a false recall notice to the Imperials. And get them the heck out of there. To get them out of there. But he didn't realize that they had left because he was up in his room. So then the one stormtrooper hears the message still being replayed, even though there are no more officers officers in the the area. Yes. And then... Spoiler. We should mention the fa- yeah. <laughs> we should mention the fact that throughout this whole thing, when we see the stormtroopers, they're holding the guns super awkwardly. Yeah. Like they're not holding it under the barrel like you would, you know, with any other gun. Yeah. They're literally holding it by the blaster pack. Yes. That's just protruded from the side. From the side, yeah. Which like I always like I feel like a part of me when I was very young was like that's probably how I would have chosen to hold it. It would make sense to like just the the nonchalant user of a gun like yes. oh this is clearly a handle but like yeah. No, like, if you hold a gun... And we literally saw, you know, 50 of these stormtroopers in the first version of the original Star Wars. Hold it the other way. Hold it the other way. So ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways. So anyway, the trooper threatens Lumpy, and none other than Han Solo saves the day by heroically throwing the trooper trooper off the side of the house, breaking their railing, and we get our Wilhelm scream. Yes, we had to get one for this whole thing. Yes. There's got to be a Wilhelm scream in almost every movie. And like, like, he just sidesteps the trooper, and like the trooper just whoop, and then, you know, does the whole freaking scream, and he saves the day. Like, he yes. does a whole cool move where he just jumps back like Jim at the koi pond. You know what I mean? Like, just looking cool. Yeah. Sorry, that was an office reference there. I just watched that episode today. <laughs> well, fair enough. But regardless, see, yeah, like, um, it just, that was like the most non-climactic yeah. fight ever. Like, he well, just knocks the gun away. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's like a few things that I do want to unpack here. So first off, like when the trooper goes upstairs and he like finds Lumpy with the mini transmitter and he's like trying very hard to break this thing, this yeah. like hard piece of plastic. And he's like <laughs> smashing it and smashing it repeatedly and it won't break. <laughs> and like, it's just so awkward. And it's like, this was cl- like, they clearly had like one chance to do this and they messed it up. Yeah. At the same time, like. You have a blaster. Yeah. Like, you're Imperial. You can literally just, just shoot, shoot, the, yeah. shoot the dang thing. Yeah. But they, as, that wasn't in the budget. Harrison, yeah, as Harrison Ford would say. Yeah, clearly those were non-working uh, <laughs> prototypes. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. but so And so then they, like, run outside. And, like, I don't know how Lumpy doesn't just run off the edge right there. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, and then, like, you know, so we see Han and, and Chewie arrive and, like, I mean, Chewie did the right thing. He was being a good father, but he like he acts like he's going to go after the stormtrooper, and then just like runs around him to go to Lumpy, and then Han is just like left on his own. Like, okay, fine, I'll take care of this guy. Basically, and there's just something like so unsettling about the fact that like he just throws him off of this 200 foot tall tree. Yeah. All right. So, but all right to jump back into it, right? So they, all right. So 
to continue on to it. You're right. You're right that it is just ridiculous. That he utterly just lets this guy fall. Yeah. You know, like there's no there's no rhyme or reason behind it. It's just like you could have knocked him out, but no, like let's just push him off the side. He's probably just a hardworking stormtrooper. No big deal. But the part that I loved after this was the next note, <laughs> <laughs> which I would just I'm I'm excited for you to read because it's hilarious. It's sad. <laughs> Han and Chewie are reunited with the Wookiees. Han takes all the praise, and Chewie just kind of stands there watching. Han take all the love. It's just, it's so true, though. Like, so, like, as soon as he comes in, like, he sees Lumpy and, like, hugs Lumpy. He's like, oh, I'm so excited to see you. Here, here's your dad. And, like, just just walks in, and he hugs Itchy and Mala and everything like that, and then, like, all of a sudden, he's like, well, I got to get going. Yeah. Chewie, you probably want to say hi to these people you haven't seen in years. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm glad I was able to get in my hugs first. Yeah. And he's just like, you guys are like family to me. Yeah. Like, that's like one of the, his lines in that scene. Yeah, when so you're t- like family to me. Yeah. All right. I'll see you later. Yeah. Like, it's just it. I got to go hang out in the Falcon. Yeah. And it's like, I oh better my- move it. I parked it illegally. Oh, my God. Which I guess is a major plot point of The Last Jedi. That, it's, that's also true. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, if they had just parked it where they should have, parked then- the transport where they should have, then they probably actually could have disabled the hyperspace tracker. That's also true. Never would have met DJ. Wow. Yeah, I've like, I'm like just I'm not just coming to terms with this like I came to terms with this last week, but I'm just thinking again about how stupid that is. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's like that's the plot point, right? Yeah. All right, but regardless, so yeah, Chewie finally gets in there. Yes. So Han excuses himself, and Chewie can finally get his hugs in. Itchy and Lumpy are so excited to see him, and Mala just looks pissed. <laughs> is she excited? Or mad that he took so long to get there. She just stands there. She does. Like, like Itchy and, and Lumpy are all over Chewie, and then all of a sudden they, like, back off, and it's just a <laughs> stare down between Chewie and Mala. And it's they, like, well, they sorry. Do, they do share a passionate kiss. Yeah, which is weird. Which is it's funny. not even, pa- it's just passionately awkward. It's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it would have been better if they just, like, nuzzled heads or something like that at the very least. But it's like, yeah, I'll just stare at you a little longer. So, yeah. It's just, all right, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Keeping it moving. <laughs> the, the family's touching moment is interrupted by a knock at the door. It's Sondan. <gasps> Suddenly, there's an announcement from the Imperial local broadcast broadcast asking about a missing trooper. Sondan says he stole his food and fled into the woods. And the Imperials buy it? Yeah, like, there's no question behind it. Like, first of all, a civilian's able to get in on the Imperial channel. Yeah. Talk to a high official. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you know that guy you're looking for? Yeah, he just stole all my food and left. It's like, <laughs> all right, we'll get on it. Fine, we'll go chase after him. Like, Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Like, God damn, like, if it was that easy to get away with everything, like, how did all the rebels get captured and stuff yeah. like this? Like, Why did many Bothans die? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It does not make sense, man. All right, but still, yeah. I, I just don't understand how they bought it so easily, but yeah, regardless. Regardless. Ugh. We're almost there, folks, I promise. <laughs> Sondan offers a, offers a happy life day to everyone around, and then the Wookiees are alone once more. Then they all grab what looked to be the rocks from the Temple of Doom. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're all wrapped in red robes and walking in space. Trippy. Trippy is. AF. Yes. <laughs> like the the 
the whole rock thing, like as soon as I saw the rocks, I, squ- I swear to God, I was just waiting for him to go Cali Ma. Yeah. Like I was just, I saw it and I'm like, that's the Temple of Doom. Yeah. And they're wearing the red robe like the guy. And I was like, it, it all makes sense now. Yes. Oh my Cle- God. Clearly this was like inspiration for Spielberg and Lucas, like in the Temple of Doom. They're right. Like, oh, you know what? We already have those costumes and those like. Yeah. This is perfect. I have rocks. Hold on. They're in Hold my on. car. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And then the whole trippy scene where they're walking to the Tree of Life. Through space, through outer space. Yeah, like they don't, they can't just go down the tree. Like we got, all right, we got to take a left at the wormhole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. get there. And then they're suddenly joined by like a hundred other Wookies too. Yeah, is... they were just like, where have you guys been? I we... feel like that was a very large soundstage because like there is a lot of characters on like in the screen, but we never see any of the other Wookies' faces. That's true. You know, it's just kind of in shadow. That's the thing that bugged me. It was like, yeah. oh, we can only def- like distinctly define. The three Wookies that we knew, come to know and love through this whole ordeal. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, all right. <laughs> let's let's round this bitch out. Yes. They all gather around. What is the Tree of Life? And R two D two and C three PO are there to translate their wish to become living beings. All that is put aside when Leia, Luke, and Han join the celebration. Where are their red robes? Yes. Yeah, so. Like, R2-D2 and C-3PO expressed the wish to become sentient beings. Yes. And they're like, I wish I was alive. <gasps> it's humans! It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I see how it is. <laughs> and yeah, they, like, they're so respectful about this whole thing. Like, why aren't they wearing the ceremonial robes? Like, what's up? And how on earth did... They all get there? They get there. Yeah. Yes. It's just like, oh, yeah, we all came on the Falcon. Like, you've been hiding there this whole time? <laughs> yeah. Like, you couldn't have just told me that... Yeah, it just, yeah. does not make sense. It does not make sense. Or how did R2-D... All right. <laughs> come on i'm sorry it's okay <laughs> anyways uh, leia decides this is an occasion to sing and puts words to the theme song <laughs> everyone is enraptured by her singing and han looks like he wished he stayed on the falcon it's so true jesus christ like she so the music that goes underneath it is quite literally the theme, the theme song. song. Yeah, just kind of play like it. You know, they take a little out of it, like it's so it's a little easier to sing over. But like, it, it's so weird because it doesn't even sync up to it at all. No, not at all. And like, like she's got a good singing voice. Yeah, I mean, you know, Car- Carrie Fisher, daughter of Debbie Reynolds, one of the preeminent like singers. Know, yeah, like and, singers and like music theater, musical movie characters. You know that she's gonna have some chops, but it's just the way that they did it, which is. Yeah, oh, like God. the song is so unbelievably bad. I will appreciate the fact that they're just like, oh, it's for one of like for one another to come together and fight the forces of evil together yeah. for us all to be free or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of nice. And then yeah. today, whatever, you know, it starts <laughs> <laughs> starts singing so weird. Oh God! Oh, no. All right, finally, finally. Uh. <sighs> Finally, it finishes with a montage from the movie, like, <laughs> like A New Hope. Yeah, quite literally clear. just all the best shots. And a lasting frame shot of Chewbacca. It's like, thanks for watching, everybody. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. then... But it's not quite over yet. Yes. The last shot is of a quiet Wookiee family looking at each other and lowering their heads in prayer around an empty dinner table. Holiday special ends. That took forever. Good God. All right, look, just real quick. I love the fact that they had to tag this on because, first of all, it shows that they're a family again. Yes. Second of all, it shows that Mala never cooked a freaking thing. Yeah, never made that banter up. <laughs> and thirdly, they were like, we've been grunting and growling so much this entire hour and a half. We don't need it anymore. Let's just have them stare awkwardly at each other. Yeah. And let them know we that can, they're, they're just... Can, 
doing? Enjoy the silence. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so yeah, like, good god. That, it's a, such a trek to get through this thing. Yeah. So, please, for the love of god, people, don't watch this. I mean, watch it if you feel the need to, you know, get drunk or something. Like, if you want to just to enjoy this, make sure you have some kind of influence behind you, rather than the fact that you just like Star Wars. Because being a Star Wars fan, I still had a very hard time trying to enjoy this. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, God, it's hard. But regardless, um, I think, I mean, I, I really do think that wraps it up for us. It, we've been going along for a while now, and there's a bunch of, like, fun facts that I want to get at you about this. But I want to save this for maybe when we come back to talk let's, about the trailer. Let's roll it over. You cool with that? I'm good with that. Because, yeah, there's a bunch I want to talk to you about, the whole Chewbacca family thing and everything, so... This is usually where I would say I had a great time, but I don't know. I have to ask you, did you have a great time? Uh, it was a boring conversation anyway. Yeah, I bet it was.